And I tell you what, there ain't nobody bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what's going on? It's the Tall Rider, and you are listening to the Tall Podcast. And uh, today, let's see what what today is. It's a Wednesday, the eighth of September. Oh man, the eleventh of September is coming up, and you know what that means? That means nine eleven, and that means um, you know, if you're anywhere not in the continental United States, um, you know, then it's you know, it's kind of an away game, you know how that is? There's like Thanksgiving, right? And that's like only an American set celebration. And in this case, you know, it's 9-11. And, uh, you know, I can't say that it's only like an American like uh, morning day. But, uh, dude, you know what? I remember, I remember when 9-11 happened and it was like the fifth anniversary, right? So I was still in school, I think. And it was the most hilarious shit ever. So we literally, like, you know, we knew, like, not a lot about 9-11, right? Just, like, some planes hitting some uh, buildings. And uh, I remember that we were having this physical education class, and we were doing it outside and uh, in the stadium, right? And uh, the teacher just said, all right, so now... We're gonna we're gonna have a minute of silence for all of those who died on 9/11. All right, and <laughs> and I was the edgy kid. All right, I was like the really edgy kid, and I I thought that all right, you know you know what what could I do in this minute that's gonna show just how you know badass I am. Alright, so when everyone was standing for the minute of silence, I took a knee. <laughs> I literally got down to one of my knees and just, you know, just kind of did the the thinker pose, right? From the Louvre, right? The, the guy who's just like, you know, has his head on his arm. And I just kind of did that for a minute. And, you know, that kind of signified for everyone else that, uh, you know, this minute of silence just means so much more to me than, you know, to all the other people who are just standing. Dude, I don't know why I did that. I mean, that was just the stupidest thing that I could have think, you know, that I could think about. And speaking of stupid, speaking of stupid, which is... You know, which is which is one of my uh, main occupations here. <laughs> I just I just put my laundry into the washing machine, and uh, you know, so the way that I do it, I do darks, I do whites, and uh, and I do the coloreds, right? So it's all like racially segregated, right? In the in the in the washing machine, right? Um, <laughs> um, so so today I'm doing the blacks. Um, if if uh, if this can get uh, more racially charged, um, so today I'm doing the the blacks, right? Ah, shit, sorry. So today I'm doing the blacks, and uh, so I put everything in, and I started the machine, right? And uh, then I remembered that uh, my pants, my black pants, my black jeans are, you know, I didn't put them in. And I was like, oh shit, right? And I and I already had, you know, I already pushed the start button. So I pushed it so I pushed it again, right? Because it says like start and pause. 
And the machine paused, and I thought, like, okay, I'll just throw it in, right? Because it, like, not even the water started running yet. And uh, you know, and I try opening it, and it does not open. It you just can't open, right? It just locked. Uh, you know, because apparently, you know, it started, so whatever. So I hit pause, right? And uh, it doesn't open. So I turn the little knob, so and I turn it to all all the way to the off position, right? And the the machine just switches off. Then I try opening it and it doesn't open. So, and I'm like, shit, you know, and uh, well, to, to give you the short story, right, it didn't open, right? I tried all sorts of things. It didn't open. It just, it, it is just locked, right? It's like a fucking panic room, right? The, the laundry, the washing machine is like a panic room, right? Once you're in it and, and you lock yourself in, there is literally no way of getting out. Um, and God damn it. Like, what if... What if like a, a child was, was trapped there, right? Because I saw the video, I saw the video of the guy in the laundromat putting their, you know, toddler child into the washing machine as if, you know, to have some fun. And the machine actually started and, uh, you know, they couldn't get him out, but eventually they did somehow. But uh, what if that happened now? I mean, I literally could not open the, the, the washing machine. I think that, you know, if I were, if I were to go get a crowbar, you know, I would be able to pry it open, but uh, but just you know, there's there's literally like no no emergency unlock button, right? And uh, that is kind of concerning. And uh, so so yeah, so I mean, my black pants will stay dirty, all right? And uh, I, I think I'll just rock it out the way it is, because uh, you know, if all those uh, rock and roll stars could do it without, you know, taking a shower for 10 days, then uh, I think that I'm good with my semi-dirty black pants, right? Um, <laughs> uh, I, I know, I know, this is, uh, yeah, this is, this is um, edge of your seat content right here, right? This is the, uh, this is the prime content that you have come here for. Um, a guy talking about, you know, how he failed to do his laundry properly, but, Anyway, man, <clears throat> let's uh, let's plow ahead here, man. I, I was thinking about all sorts of all, all sorts of things to to talk about to you today, and uh, just an update: the balcony man, right? The balcony man who has been who has appeared on the podcast for at least five times, I think, right? And for those of you non 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 initiated in the balcony man saga, um, like right in front of my apartment building, there is on the second floor. There, the, there is this old couple living there, right? And they have a tremendous garden in front of their, um, you know, windows. And uh, they are just living the life, all right? I'm, I'm repeating myself, but uh, they are just living the life to its fullest. And they, they, they absolutely have it down. So, you know, and right now I'm looking at him. And once again, he's in the, bal he's, you know, in, the in his balcony. He's sitting on his chair next to his small round table with a drink on it. He's wearing sunglasses and underwear and nothing else, right? And the sun is shining directly at him and he is just basking in the glorious UV rays uh, and, uh, you know, just getting that natural vitamin D, enjoying the weather because today we have, uh, you know, it's completely clear, it's warm and, uh, you know, this is what you should be doing, just laying in your balcony on your favorite chair, man, and just absorbing the sun 
um, for you know because it's uh, it's not gonna be it's gonna not gonna be there for long, right? And I'm not talking about climate change or anything. I'm I'm just saying that uh, winter is coming. Well, before winter, it's gonna be autumn or fall. It, it's autumn now, right? Um, so it's already begun. It's already begun, and uh, you know everyone is gonna everyone is gonna be getting out there. You know their autumn fall. Um, you know, clothes and uh, being like, you know, fashionistas. Oh, I gotta get my, um, you know, um, a a coffee with milk colored. Um, uh, what's the word? Coffee and milk colored. Um, the goddamn it, the coat, right? The coat, the long coat. You gotta get that, right? You gotta get a turtleneck. That's uh, that's that's probably gonna be woven, and it's gonna be like a. a it's like it's it's gonna be like cream colored, right? So you got to do that. Then you you put on some black slacks, right? You put on some Doc Martens or or whatever, or some kind of dress shoes, right? Some kind of uh, handmade um, handmade uh, wing tips or whatever, and uh, and you are good to go. Add add to that a a, a some kind of leather pouch, a um, the. The, the the goddamn hat you know not the fedora but the but the one with the with the wider um with the wider rims around it right I, I don't remember what's it called all right fuck you so you put that ensemble on right and you go walking down in the middle of town and everyone is gonna be dressed exactly the same all right okay so uh, so that is what's gonna happen and everyone is gonna be carrying on a, a, a like pumpkin spice latte or some bullshit like that and going to read a book right um, in in some cafe somewhere and just you know they're, they're gonna post some just um, just completely um, cliche quote right from some uh, quote-unquote deep book that they're into right now okay hey tall writer uh, why are you hating on people so much well um, that's you know probably because I'm trying to compensate for my own insecurities all right so um, this is my podcast so that's the way that it's gonna be all right so um, while driving home today let's we're, we're moving ahead of you all right we're moving away from that um, <laughs> so driving home today I, I thought about these urban legends Right, these urban legends that uh, that kind of uh, uh, because of the internet, the urban legend has kind of left, you know, our society, which is kind of sad because back in the day, urban legends were the shit. Right, it was uh, you know to to name a few. Right, it was like if you if you drink coke with rock pops or rock candy, then you know your stomach is gonna explode. Right or Let's say if you sit next to the TV for too long and too close, you're gonna go blind. Or if you if you if you start making faces, especially when you're a kid, right? If you start making faces, then your face is gonna forever stay like that. Um, an an interesting one that I actually heard um, literally like 15 years ago, when I was you know when I was still a small kid. Um, it was um, I was I was in this um, I was in this village right in this really remote village where like 39 people live right we we have like a, a, a summer home there so I was there right and there were a ton of kids there as well and we were like always playing outside and whatever and one time one day it was raining right it was raining and there was like a thunderstorm and <clears throat> I heard like the 
you know, I I, I, I heard like the, the craziest, like most unique urban legend, you know, because that was never, I mean, I never heard anything like it. So this one dude who was really much younger than us, right? He was like eight or seven. And, you know, we're walking and it's starting to rain and the thunder, right? And there's like lightning in the distance. And he, he asks me like, you know, we were talking about the prob- probability of, uh, of, of, of lightning hitting you. And he's like, hey, tell Ryder, so if you're like, you know, if you, if you like start crying during a thunderstorm, is, it, is, it, is the lightning more likely, you know, to hit you? And I was like, you know, wait a minute. No, absolutely not. You know, how, where did you get this from? Right. I was like, you know, just, it was just like such a curveball, right. Just out of nowhere, just crying. Really? Like if you, if you start crying in the middle of of a thunderstorm, you're going to get struck by lightning. And then, you know, years later, literally years and years later, it just kind of just, you know, reappeared in my conscious consciousness and I just realized right because the kid was really young right and he probably was crying a lot and you know to stop him from crying his parents told him that if you're gonna cry you know during a thunderstorm that lightning is gonna strike you so you better stop crying right now or you're gonna get hit by lightning okay so that was uh that was a uh, very personal urban myth right that just came out of a uh, this random family, right? Which is really interesting how that happens. Um, <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> so, and like to add to that, um, where this all began was that I read, you know, a, a post by someone uh, <clears throat> saying that, uh, especially here, like right in Eastern Europe, where we still have, you know, this kind of post-Soviet mentality, um, you know, a person was writing that uh, I'm afraid to to actually go see a psychologist, you know, because my parents have this kind of old school Soviet thinking and they're going to, you know, and they think that I'm going to, you know, that they're going to take my driving license away, that they're going to, you know, just kind of make me a certified crazy person. Right. And this is something that's that's actually I've heard about. Right. So there I mean, here in these post-Soviet states, there was this thing called the white ticket. All right. It's literally called that. I mean, I'm, I'm giving you a literal translation. I don't know how it's called, like properly translated, but uh, it's called the white ticket. And the white ticket is given to people who are, you know, really mentally disturbed, but they are still able to be part of a normal society. Okay. And uh, so, you know, I I really don't know how to, you know, I guess, I, I guess you would get the white ticket if you have like some kind of psychotic tendencies or, you know, you're bipolar or whatever, you know, back in the day, like these things just did not exist, right? These, these, uh, you know, these diseases or whatever, these, uh, these, these mental, mental illnesses. <clears throat> so, you know, you would just get the white ticket and then you, you, you know, you kind of lose your driving license because you're just too irrational, right? To, to be operating a uh, motor vehicle. But coming back to the urban myths, right? There were a lot of them connected to the white ticket. And 
like so you would you would hear these stories right of some of some guy or some girl right and uh you would would you would hear things like oh man um you know oh that's sasha right um she has a white ticket so you better not fuck with her or you know oh that's like you know um dimitri right he also has a white ticket so just be cool around him and what that meant was uh that basically you know if 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 that person is just so irrational right that they can snap at any moment and like really physically harm you like stab you or something right with a rusty screwdriver and um and that you know you would you would be stabbed right and that they would not suffer the consequences um of a regular person because they have the white ticket so they have some kind of mental disorder so they would just like you know they would just be given like a, a good finger wiggle or you know just a slap on the wrist and uh and they would uh you know they would continue they would not go to jail or there there wouldn't be like uh any sort of uh repercussions any serious repercussions for that person and i remember like several occasions right where like these people just kind of popped up and like you know i don't know i, I don't know if that was just a rumor or, or or if these people actually had the white ticket but you know they were um there was like several occasions right where where you know some new person would just come into a group and people would just say like okay just you know just be cool around him he has a white ticket so you know if just don't provoke him and uh and uh, everything should be fine and like literally like the person comes in and like everyone is like on pins and needles just kind of uh you know waiting and uh you know not knowing what to expect from the person and it, it's just you know it was just uh uh i don't know i don't know how to put it and the person himself i mean i don't know if they had the white ticket you know nobody nobody knew anything that's where you know that's why it's kind of an urban myth i've you know i've never actually seen concrete and you know i've never actually seen the white ticket itself and i've never actually heard a person say that they have a white ticket or you know any sort of proof of the white ticket i don't you know you know what i i don't even know if it if that exists or if that's just an urban myth because you know if the situation presents itself and like the person who allegedly has the white ticket appears in your group you're kind of you know you can't it's it's just like you can't ask them about the white ticket because one you're afraid that they're going to snap and they're just going to you know lunge at you and and like eat your face or something <clears throat> and um you know and and yeah and and so i think that it kind of created this fucking hilarious circle right where the person just maybe just acted weird at some point and someone just started a rumor that they have a white ticket and they don't have a white ticket and then suddenly right if you're that person you know then suddenly everyone around you just start acting just started acting really weird right they're just kind of super non-confrontational and you just kind of don't know what to do with that and then you kind of uh you know just adjust and become this uh you know i, I don't know it's it's a really weird thing isn't it it's just uh you know what um let's uh let's google that right let's let's google that the i i, I have no idea where this is going to go but uh this is pretty interesting all right so the white ticket all right let's see the white ticket 
the white ticket let's just do the white ticket all right well of course there's a song for that okay white ticket mental health um all right a white police officer nope <laughs> um mental health russia um all right okay real problems with psychiatry russian military ticket white ticket okay let's see here um white white ticket mm, okay well i am yeah this is not it this is not it nope 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 um Ivan Pavlov, Russian psychologist. Sci, sci, Jesus. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think that there's not going to be. It's just such a underground thing that, you know, just like people who lived in the Soviet Union know about this. The white ticket in USSR. Um... Soviet urban transport, <sighs> yellow ticket, yellow passport, yellow card. Ooh, look at this. Okay. Oh shit. Look at this. All right. We have, we don't have a white ticket, but we have a yellow ticket, yellow passport or yellow card. Um, was an informal name of a personal identification document of a prostitute in the Russian empire. All right. There we go. There we go. Um, Let's see here. The carriers of the card were subject to periodic medical checkups. The requirement was dropped in 1909. Okay, well, that that was uh, that was the uh, Russian Empire, not the Soviet Union. But uh, yeah, the yellow ticket, the yellow passport. Okay, well, Pola Negri. Yeah, okay, well, I mean, I'm not going to find this really fast, all right? But uh, after the podcast, I'm going to do some research about it because this is just, you know, this is just one of those things, right? The the urban legend, man. Just the, uh, you know, just these weird stories that you kind of just come across in your life, right? But you don't really know what that is because it's just such a, you know, it's such a specific and just hard to obtain or, or observe thing that uh, you really... You really don't know what it is. So the white ticket is just one of those things in these uh, post, you know, Soviet states that uh, that uh, that I've heard about, like literally several times in in my lifetime, right? And uh, you know, especially when I was younger, because now it's all, you know, people people are forgetting things like that. And uh, well, uh, I don't know. It, it is interesting, but you know, maybe it's for the better because the rumor was just. Uh, just uh freaky all right <laughs> oh my god yeah so so urban legends man urban legends i've i've heard another one of um actually my classmate was telling me this at like sixth grade right and i think that so everyone has some kind of variation of this one so he said like he was um using the lift the elevator all right and uh he got in he pushed the button to his floor and um, the elevator started going up and it started going up faster and faster 
And eventually it got, you know, really fast. <laughs> and he said, like, you know, he just flew through the roof with, the, you know, still inside the elevator. He landed on the roof of the building and, uh, you know, he got out and uh, there you go. That's the story of the uh, of the flying elevator. <laughs> did, did, I, did I mention that we were like in, 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 I don't know, fourth, fifth grade at this point? So... You know, these types of stories were just, uh, you know, a daily occurrence because uh, because your imagination is just running wild. And which is another like such an interesting topic, um, you know, and I, I, I remember I, I saw a video, um, a, a one of those doodle videos, right, where they where the guy actually just, you know, doodles on a, on a whiteboard with a, with a black marker or whatever while telling a story and while someone else is telling a story right narrating the thing so it was about it was about you know education or whatever and it sent these really cool you know it, it really impacted me right the way that i view life i watched this at, at a very like impressionable age right i was like i don't know 13 14 15 something like that right where everything is just you know all over the place like hormones and shit like that right so really impressionable <clears throat> and i saw this and uh and and the thing that that really stayed with me was this example right of uh, of uh how imagination and creativity work and um you know in the video they said that there was a study and um uh, that 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 they did so they basically <clears throat> you know took a took a group of uh, of adults and they you know, they asked them this question, like, how many uses, how many uses could you come up with for a paperclip? Okay, and um, it was, it was really interesting, right? So most of the adults just came up with, you know, 10 or 13 uses for a paperclip, right? Which, which kind of makes sense. Then they asked the same question to a bunch of, uh, um, to a bunch of, uh, you know, kids, right? Think, you know, five, six, seven, eight. And the kids came up with like 30 uses of the paperclip. And, you know, and, and they, they did that because they were not limited by their understanding of what a paperclip is. All right. So they, I mean, they knew what a paperclip was, but they were just not limited. So you know, so the kid said like, okay, so what if the paperclip is 50, 50 feet high? You know, what if the paperclip is made out of wood? You know, what if the paperclip is, uh, you know, s something different, right? Just, they just kind of, you know, their imagination allowed them to change the measurements, the sizes, right? Just the material that the paperclip is made of. And that kind of allowed them to come up with, you know, three times as much uses for the paperclip. Which is which is really interesting, right? And and it's what's even more interesting is that, you know, as we as we grow older, right? And especially as we transition from kids into into adults, you know, that period we lose a lot of uh, of our creativity, right? Because the real world just kind of uh, sets in, and you know, the rules of the real world start applying to you, and there you know this kind of frame right your 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 imagination your creativity gets framed into this box of uh of rules of what's allowed and what's just you know not allowed 
So I think that, you know, if you do any sort of creative work whatsoever, I think it's really important to sometimes just, you know, be aware of that, right? And just kind of uh, let those let those borders just kind of dissolve, right? And just, you know, why can't why can't a building be made of bubblegum, right? Or just, you know, I think that those types of really outside the box ideas, I think that is what usually gets, you know, um, that that is a really valuable skill, right? Of uh, And I think that a lot of creative people, right? The people who create the, uh, you know, the advertisements for Super, for, for Super Bowl ads and, you know, just the people who are writers in the writer's rooms for, for all sorts of series and movies. I think that, especially like animation, right? Where you literally can just play with, with any sort of a physical uh, thing as, as if it were, you know, like at the snap of the fingers, there's no gravity, right? Or you're just living underwater. Like think about SpongeBob SquarePants, right? Just think about that for a moment. SpongeBob SquarePants is a show about a sponge an octopus, a starfish, a crab, and, and they're all living in this, you know, underwater world. And there's a squirrel that's living in a dome underwater. And she has, you know, like this scuba diving gear or whatever. And they are all living there and uh, interacting with each other. And just, you know, all sorts going all on all, all, going on all sorts of adventures. All right, just think about that for a moment. And, you know, when you watch it, you kind of forget about that, about that fact, right? That you're literally watching a, a yellow sponge talk to a, 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 a starfish and, you know, and they're planning to go visit their friend who is a squirrel, right? And, and then they, like, you know, light a fire even though they're underwater. So I think that that kind of illustrates just, you know, how, how creative you need to be um, uh, to be in that industry and just to kind of, uh, you know, really create something that, uh, that is so outside the box that it's just, you know, insanely powerful and, uh, just influential, I'd say. Right. So, all right, man. So I don't know. I, I was literally wa looking out the window, you know, in this kind of, uh, really serious, um, you know, as, as if I'm thinking of, uh, you know, of, of some, something really profound, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it all ended up um, with uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. All right. So listen, um, I hope you have a good rest of the week. We're already halfway through. The weekend is coming up just over the hill there. And uh, I think that we can do it. I think that we can do it together. And uh, I think we're going to have a really good time. So I wish you a very good weekend, a good end of the week. Um, you know, relax, party, do whatever you want, right? Just, you know, do what makes you happy and, uh, and we'll meet again on Sunday and uh, we'll talk all about it, all right? So this has been the tall, the tall Rider and you've been listening to The Tall Podcast. Have a good weekend and uh, yeah, again, I'll see you on Sunday. Bye.